Computer, initialize Holosuite. Thank you for joining us on the Janeway, the Voyager podcast where my co-host, who is probably a lot more rememberable than Danny Bird, Suzanne Williamson and I, Liam Smart, look yeah. at Voyager episodes to work out whether our favourite captain has approached things in the right way, the wrong way, or the Janeway. Or at least in this episode, it probably won't fucking happen, but anyway. <laughs> what the hell kind of name was Danny Bird? <laughs> I know. I know. What a stupid name. Danny Bird. Cheers to you, Danny Bird. Let's pour one out for Danny Bird. Yeah, poor Danny Bird. I mean, it's literally just this. Oh, yes. Hey. (laughs) Leave the Chumbawamba alone. (laughs) I get knocked down. I love that song. (laughs) Yes. Pissing the night away. That's what we'll be doing later, pissing the night away. (laughs) Always. You may have guessed, though, that we're not on our own today, and there's some random voice in the background. Who have we got with us, Suzanne? He's not random. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just found him on Twitter. Right. <laughs> oh, well, then I guess he is pretty random. <laughs> no. As long as I'm not a red shirt. <laughs> oh, no. 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 Don't you know we kill people after this episode? <laughs> That's what happened to Ketwalski. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it exactly what happened. No, we've got we've got So How um, of Starfleet Boy. Hello. How are you? Hello. Welcome to this shit show of a podcast that we have. <laughs> I am so pleased. I'm very excited to be here uh, now that we're recording. And uh, and uh, I can say this. I've been waiting to say this. I'm a huge fan. I love your show. Thanks for having me on. It's I I just I listened to it a co- like when you guys started. Like was it like last year, right during the pandemic? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then I, you know, the pandemic happens. I can only listen to podcasts in my car. I have this like weird um, thing. Like I can't listen at home. It has to be in a car. So now that I have a morning commute again and I'm in traffic, I'm like, oh, let me get back to some of these podcasts. And when you guys reached out, I started listening and I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I worthy to be on this show? So thank you. I'm so honored to be here. So you can only listen to podcasts when you are a captive audience. Yes, exactly. I mean, I'm the exact same. That's really the only way we get people to listen is when they can't run away. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And I mean, um, I know that you're a dirty bastard, so that's another reason why I'm <laughs> <laughs> I do. I am a dirty bastard. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, thanks for coming on. What 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 particularly do you like about the Janeway? I think uh, what I like the most <laughs> is just that you guys take the show seriously but also yeah and sperm as well but uh you guys take the show seriously but make it but also make fun of it so i think that to me is like you know it's balance it's like a nice balance so i learned a lot too like i didn't know about the chinese curse thing being fake like you know there's like all sorts of cool things that you guys bring into 
like I've been saying that, you know, me live an interesting times thing like my whole life. And I was like, <laughs> and then I listened to an episode of the Janeway. I'm like, what? That's fake. No way. <laughs> I mean, yep. In our five seconds of research that we do. Yeah, no, it was great. So just among other things. Uh, but yes, also, it's a, it's kind of a horny podcast. And I like that. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Kind of. All right. It's a very horny podcast. And I love it, baby. <laughs> the Janeway <laughs> Horny Podcast. Uh, <laughs> which, by the way, I went and voted for you guys. Uh, so I hope you win. Yay! Thank you. Well, that segues into your bit, Suzanne. <laughs> Speaking of voting, before we get started with the episode today, why not give us a follow on Twitter at the Jane underscore way? But more importantly, goddammit, vote for us. The People's Choice Podcast Awards voting is in its last days. So check it out at podcastawards.com to nominate slash vote for our show in TV and film. And we're also in the Adam Curry podcast people's choice thing but we ain't gonna win that mainly go to tv and film tv and yes. film and it's also tv and film send us your fanfic to read out because oh my god we <laughs> seriously want to do that <laughs> i mean me with a boner during the podcast would probably happen if that were the case but anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah so suzanne how are you how's your house moving going you surviving i i am still in packing hell mm-hmm but uh, hopefully in three weeks we should be moved in. Oh, well, ish. lucky you. And are you are you on lockdown? I'm back in fucking lockdown again. I've been on the dumpster fire that's Grinder again. That's great. Um, <laughs> I was thinking of going on Grinder. You'll have to give me some advice about it later. Oh, God, fucking hell. Don't it's it's an it. absolute shit show. <laughs> I hate the place and I don't want to meet anyone and I'm just getting dicks now thrown at my face, which I mean, I'm not going to lie. It is amazing. Uh, well, d- but, honestly, that's what you always want. I mean, yeah, it is. It is. But You mean um, chacks. chacks? Especially right? random chacks? dick pics. Yeah, I want a chack in my cap. <laughs> <laughs> a random chack. <laughs> but anyway, so hell, what's new for you? Well, what's currently for you? Because <laughs> well, you've never been here before. <laughs> I've never been here before. Well, I was saving this. I didn't want to tell you guys this beforehand because I didn't. I was afraid you would be like, "Oh, you're you're not allowed to come on the show." But I mean, I, have I, you I, heard us, man? Come no, on! No, I know, I know. But you know, it's like it's like, <laughs> so. I've I've never I've been a Star Trek fan all my life since I was a little kid. I've never finished Star Trek Voyager. I'm only on season five. Oh. <gasps> Oh. oh, season five. <laughs> I just started oh. season five. Yeah. So I've seen this season before. That's so it's awesome. it's cool. Yeah, I know. And actually, so my original, when Star Trek Voyager age, I didn't get that uh, Trek fatigue per se, but I just was like kind of growing out of that like captive captive audience uh, age, if you will. And I started going mm-hmm. out yeah. and like clubbing and stuff like that. And so both Deep Space Nine and Deep Space Nine, I just never finished until later. And then Voyager, I hadn't started, but I love Star Trek. So I went ahead and bought the, when the, when Voyager was released, like they were releasing each season with those cool plastic neon colored uh, DVDs. Oh yeah, those. And um, so. I have a couple. Yeah. So I bought season one, two and three and I made it to like season two. And then again, just one thing or another happened. And so finally uh, uh, I've seen, you know, now that I 
started podcasting about Star Trek, I started doing uh, The Next Generation. And when I got to Voyage, so my plan was to do Star Trek Next Generation and then talk about Voyager later, like after Next Generation TOS, you know, covering all the ones that I was very familiar with. And so I just started watching it because I see so many people love it. And uh, I, I didn't like it at first. I was like kind of, it was kind of hard to get through season one and season two, but then it really started picking up uh, in season three and four. And I hope season five, uh, six and seven are are exciting. People say it gets really good. Uh, Season five and season six, I think are supposed to be like. I think season six, beginning of season six is, is probably one of the high points. High Um, points. So yeah, I'm excited. So no, I'm not, I haven't, I'm not a completionist. So, but when I, when I am finished with Voyager, I will have seen everything Star Trek finally. (laughs) Well, I mean, I say that I'm a Star Trek fan. I've seen all of TNG, DS9, Voyager, Enterprise, Discovery, Lower Decks, Picard. But I haven't seen all of TOS or TAS because I just don't like it. And oh yeah, I know. know what? I, I, who, yeah. who cares? Like you just like what you like, and if you've taken some time to get to Voyager, then it doesn't really matter. Like, I mean, it's realistically, true. I tell people as well that whilst Voyager is my favorite, like to me, subjectively or objectively, I don't know which one's which. Also, <laughs> listeners, I've had half a bottle of red wine now, so <laughs> sorry. Um, objectively, the story of DS Nine is probably the best for yes, watching it I think from that's... an audience of now, like with a mindset of now. That's very fair. But also, there's also no one attractive in like Voyager or DS9. So, well. I'm sorry, what? I mean, I don't find attractive. You, I know you'd fuck like the minds out of Jakote, but. <laughs> and Janeway <laughs> and Seven. And yeah, but I mean, I. Maybe. I wouldn't know how to handle no, Seven. No, Joe Carey. Was Put a... Joe Carey on that list. There was an episode. I don't. I don't know which episode. Uh, it was the episode where the, like the super future Borg guy zero. Is it was it zero? Ichab. E- no, no, no. I haven't gotten no. to Ichab yet. I haven't. No. I haven't met Ichab oh. yet. So, um, not um, one. No, it's um, one. Yeah, it was one. It was one. one? That, it was one. that episode. Yeah, one. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, He's a beefcake. Oh yeah. I, well, I try to. I try to like always find an episode husband if I can, <laughs> or like a series husband. Like I found, like I found my series husband for Star Trek: The Original Series, uh, and I can't remember his name now, so I'm such a bad husband. But anyways, there was this one guy who gets like killed in the beginning, and he was so <laughs> cute. And I'm like, they always like everyone. I always have a crush on on Star Trek. They get killed, so I, I think I have like a thing for the ones they always kill. I'm like the Black What's Widow that? of Star Trek. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you might not remember because you're not like a massive Voyager person, but um, the Bajoran boy at the end of, in Learning Curve. That's 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 my like Voyager husband. Oh, nice. I'll have to, I'll have to check him out. We'll have to I'll have to look him yeah. up. He's it's like a young Bajoran twink. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, no, it's good to have you on, so how? And Thank you. Uh, we'll get into the episode, I guess. IMDb rates this shit show non sequitur <laughs> as uh, 6.9 stars. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. I'm, wow. I'm beginning to just... What were those people fucking smoking? <laughs> I don't, I'm beginning to think to not even bother looking at IMDb. Hey? Like, what's the point? They're all completely wrong. Crackheads. Like, so how's like taking a drink? Yeah, also, we're all <laughs> drinking for this episode. I'm assuming yes. it's annual drinking. Woohoo! Oh, yeah, I'll, always. 
I get my beer. I mean, yeah, for me, it's 10.45 a.m. and I've had half a bottle of wine. So. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That's pretty bad. <sighs> Lockdown life. <laughs> just quickly look at some of the IMDb uh, reviews. It's, most of it's just like, fuck, it's a Harry Kim episode. Fuck, it's a Harry Kim episode. Oh, boring. <laughs> Did Harry I write Kim those? Episode. <laughs> the big yawn. Garrett Wong cannot carry an episode. Here's my favorite one. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Harry Kim is still unlikable. No matter how many times Star Trek Voyager writers tried to make Harry Kim likable, he never would be because he's just unlikable in capital letters. And Libby is a whiny twit. That's (laughs) that's how it ends. It's because Harry is only his true self when he's showing how much he loves Tom. Because, like, that's when the episode got interesting to me. Uh, Not to skip ahead too much, but it's when they were together. I was like, oh, "Oh." like, all of a sudden now it's cute. Like, he didn't know how to act around Libby at all. He was, like, totally cold and, like kind of mean what do you mean we're engaged <laughs> yeah what? like this whole thing yeah, it's like this whole crazy thing and he just kept telling her to to trust him and i have to go to see paris i have to you know like this whole thing so i feel you said you were going to marseille <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i'm going to marseille to be in paris it's to be in paris it's complicated libby don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry but it's weird um, he I'm, comes alive in the but otherwise he's like a dead fish yeah uh, it's really hard because i like garrett long as a person but some of his acting especially in early season voyager is just a little bit off i feel it takes a while sometimes for actors i think to find the their characters but overall i think uh to me something's going on because i they Something weird's going on with that character in general because he never gets promoted. He's just kind of always like a background character. I don't know. He's like, I hear, I, I haven't because finished. Even but I hear. Janeway didn't want him yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, like we mm. find out in this alternate timeline that oh, he wasn't God. even. He was rejected. <laughs> like, just delete yeah. him. Leave, leave Kess in the show because Kess would be so much better. Delete the Kim. <laughs> yes. Keep keep the keep the wife. Delete the Kim. Uh, all right, so are you guys ready to get into the episode? Yes. All right, cool. So the open for the episode, the cold open, is a very short one for Voyager, actually, and it really doesn't make me interested in the actual storyline, but anyway. So we open with him in bed hearing uh, Janeway say something about a shuttlecraft thing, but he... Uh, that, is her, that is the first... That's a Janeway? Decision. That's a Janeway. Oh, all right, cool. I didn't even bother bringing she's a trying to, to lock, <laughs> She's trying to lock on Harry in the shuttlecraft Drake. I'm like, girl, let him go. He's <laughs> useless. So this is a wrong way. She should have let him go. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, Suzanne, you're like, you're like really, <laughs> really pushing it out there straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the wrong way wow. because really he's just a liability. He's just... Pointless, useless. <laughs> he shouldn't be operations. There should be someone better than him. He shouldn't have come back from Beowulf. <laughs> was he like the? They they were saying he's like the most talented engineer uh, to graduate Starfleet. Where was that like engineering propulsion? Yeah. Like cho- <laughs> where were those chops when like so far? Where was that Harry? Yeah, where was he? Like, never met never, him. Exactly. No. So All he can do is blow a clarinet. <laughs> Maybe Janeway's hate for him has stifled him, and that's why, like, she. <laughs> the only thing that makes me think that Jamie wanted to save him is because she thinks that she's the mother of him now because he's in the Delta Quadrant. Oh, just because she's, like, picked him up and fed him a couple of times? I don't know. 
<laughs> like a stray cat. <laughs> what about if we say he's the twink of the ship? Well, no, because you got Bajoran boy. No, but oh, yeah. he's like everyday twink. And he did look mm-hmm. good in those shorts and that leisure wear that he was wearing in, in bed. Oh, I, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> I have to admit, I've, got, <laughs> I've got written down here, mm, the lighting makes it look good. I was confused <laughs> with why he was wearing so much clothing because you know that they, you know, got it on. Yeah. Yet when you see them again, they're both in clothing. What's I that? don't think they were getting it on, actually. I think that's what was weird about that. Like, I think he was probably like, Libby, I can't. I can't, Libby. Not tonight. I love you, but not, <laughs> not like, that. like that. And you don't understand. Not like Paris. <laughs> You don't understand. I found someone in the universe that I came from. Is this a good Harry? I try, I'm trying my Harry. It's not that good. <laughs> Libby, I'm actually a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay, Harry. I can strap it on. <laughs> she probably She probably would. would. I think Libby would. I do think mm-hmm. Libby would. <laughs> actually, I can probably say that. But yeah, no, like the open was so short. Um, they're in San Francisco. That's it. Oh, I have a critique. My first note was why has Sa- why is San Francisco unfuturistic? That was mine too. Yes. I was like, don't you think it would have changed like, somewhat? And it does because you see the skyline different in other iterations. Yeah. Like there's supposed to be like things flying around, and I thought it was all we get is normal San yeah. Francisco with a shuttle. Well, park. now and then here's the other thing I couldn't <laughs> place: were they actually on location, and was that actually a view? of san francisco or was that like a miniatures or something back there like i couldn't tell and i didn't have time to look yeah. it up i didn't i i meant to look it up but it i was like wondering if that was really like a, a loft apartment or some building that they were filming i at doubt it, it. <laughs> how would anybody be able to afford that apartment in san francisco the money well, in the doesn't exist in yeah, that yeah in the future yeah i guess then how do you get chosen for apartments if money doesn't exist it's a lottery. Communism? <laughs> it's a lottery. <laughs> it's a lottery. You apply for it and then you just get like, you're like, you're like, oh, I would love a view, maybe to see the water and stuff like that. And then the computer does it for, they're like, oh, we found you a place that, <sighs> that's like that. But I'd be stuck in a refrigerator box <laughs> under the Golden Gate Bridge somewhere. I mean, I feel like in the future, future people, because like there's, I mean, Jean Luc lives at Chateau Picard and like, uh, you know, Raffi lives in a uh, in a um, like a mobile home. Rocks. Yeah, like basically, yeah, Vasquez rocks. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I don't understand it quite myself. But yeah, future people seem to just like do whatever they want. They're like, <laughs> and why is she the only person that lives in Vasquez rocks? Yeah, that's true too. There should There's be like a whole. Else, yeah, you think it'd Rafi. be every yeah the popular location. It's true. I agree with that too. But but one one more thing that that apartment kind of reminded me like. I think it might have been an office building that they converted to look like a home or an office that they converted to look like a home because just the weird windows and the lighting and stuff like that. And a friend of mine pointed out that it looks kind of like it's in a Batman, like in a Batman movie. It has that vibe like with the art deco and stuff like that. So could have been like a <laughs> Tim Burton Batman movie or something like that set that they reused. Nice. I was more concerned you walk in the front door and there's the bed. <laughs> like okay what if you have people over <laughs> well i lived it's in a studio awkward. apartment and it is like that almost i've never lived in one so i don't know yeah in seattle i lived in seattle for a little while and uh yeah your bed's just right there and so 
and then your kitchen's like right next to your bed and then your living room is also right next to your bed is just the focal point of everything so you're telling me that fraser gave me a false vision of Seattle. <laughs> yes i i didn't roll like fraser i didn't roll like fraser I, I didn't have that quite that swanky uh you didn't have the giant piano <laughs> no, I did not. In, in your but also apartment. his <laughs> by the way his view is definitely fake uh that fraser view i found i found this out because i asked i was like oh can we go see like where fraser lives and they're like oh it's not like a real there's no place in seattle that has that view that's like a totally fake <gasps> view of, of uh, the space the, like no apartment or anything has that stab me <laughs> i know heart. i know it's movie magic <laughs> cheers <laughs> <laughs> i suppose having a bed that close to the front door would make random hookups easier like <laughs> i don't know what kicking them out well both getting him in and getting him out. Be okay, very ex- come and go. Very expedient, it's true. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Oh, things I need to relearn. Um, <laughs> Her- Harry Kim, doors open night. <laughs> I'm sure his door is open for Paris. <laughs> Always. Well, the end of the um, cold open, we got the credits. Now, when we have somebody on the show, so how, um, we tend to ask them about what they think of the opening credits, because personally, I think they're the best credits of all of Star Trek. What do you think? Uh, best credits and the best theme song also. Hey, um, love it. Yeah, it's, I play it often. Like, even before I actually started watching Voyager in earnest, I, the theme song and also the credit. I can't wait till one day when those credits are upgraded to, like, 4K and you can see, like, yes. all the little nuances and like you know of like the light you know the the plasma playing around voyager's hull and like the reflection on the you know on the asteroids and all that like in in 4k will be amazing so one day uh both ds9 and voyager hopefully will get like an upgrade and you know because right now it looks like shit when (laughs) when you watch it (laughs) on a 60 inch tv it's like oh "Oh, whoa yeah exactly and my tv upscales but it still can't do all that can't upscale that that (laughs) it's really hard but that's a lot to say that even despite that like you can tell it's probably one of the most gorgeous uh opening credit sequences uh in star trek and so i agree with that objectively it's the it's the most beautiful music and opening credits well in that case you can come on this show yay yay All right, so now we get into the meat of the episode that we don't actually see any meat. So we go to, (laughs) or we cut into Harry's place. He's confused that Libby's there. Libby's just talking at him about being late for work and things like that. But um, to be honest, it would have been best served if Harry was just in his underwear because (laughs) that would have made the episode more interesting. Let's face it. Have we ever seen Harry in tidy whities on Voyager? Does that ever happen? No. Do we see like him in Speedos? Does he wear Speedos? No, we don't see his body at all. Really? Does Tom wear Speedos? No, he's always wearing a shirt. Do we get Tom no. in Speedos? We don't get anyone in Speedos? Like, Jean-Luc no. gave us Speedos. That's weird. Yeah, and to me, that's not a great sign. I, I kind of like, you know, Jean-Luc in Speedos. But uh, yeah. Maybe not now, mm. Jean-Luc, but like, he was still, he could still get it. Oh, <laughs> no. <TNG>. Yeah, like, <laughs> he, he's still got the abs going he on. He does. He's yeah, in an incredible shape. Yeah. I'm surprised there was no there was no skin uh, on Voyager. How about Chakotay? Do we see Chakotay in Speedos? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Depressing. So, so we get, we get, 
We get like the jumps, the very tight that almost killed her jumpsuit for seven of nine, but we get mm-hmm. no male objectification whatsoever in Voyager. Mm. That sucks. This is not nope. Enterprise. Never. <laughs> yeah, that's Oof, that Connor Trinia. Yes, <laughs> yes, please. I know. Did you guys see that non speaking of non sequiturs, haha. Did you guys see the <laughs> the picture oh. of them dressed up as Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah. That's that that's cool. also he's Rocky, it's great. I'm not sure if you listened to the Delta Flyers because I'm fairly sure at one point um, Garrett Wong said that he had a pretty good body at that point. So they should have easily have shown it off. And I mean, yes, I know, Suzanne, it's Garrett Wong and I know that you just want Chakotay <laughs> all up inside you. But <laughs> I, I could take the Twinkie Wong. Like, I'll, I'll be happy with that. It's a shame that, yeah. And if he, and you could tell like in this episode with the, uh, in his, uh, I guess what you call him pajamas or whatever, or just his nightwear, his nighty. Uh, <laughs> 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 it was, it was nice. Like he look, he has a nice body. It's true, he has a nice like mm. shape going on, and and actually he fits in his uniform very nicely too. Now that I think about it, so yeah, he should have. Mm. I feel like actors who want to show off should be able to show off their their wares. But the, the uniforms have the shoulder pads, and I just I don't. I don't get it. You're not a golden girl. Get rid of the shoulder pads. I mean, I'm sorry. This episode's going to have a lot of me frothing, to be honest, because this is what I'm like when I'm single. Um, and drunk. And drunk. Yes. Bad combination. <laughs> so um, Libby basically pushes him into the bathroom, and if I were her, I'd have followed her. But like, then he just comes out straight away like Mr. Ben or whoever it is. Not Mr. Bean, Mr. Ben. I'm not sure if he had that cartoon in um, America. But no, it just sort of... I, I would rather see Mr. Bean. <laughs> well, than, than, than Garrett Wong. <laughs> Could you imagine Mr. Bean for a better instead, episode? instead of Harry, but Mr. Bean playing Harry in this episode? <laughs> that would actually probably be better. <laughs> It'd be amazing. <laughs> he just like shuts the door on the bathroom and then reopens it and he's in his uniform straight away. And Libby's like, the eggs are getting cold. It's like, oh, this is really boring. Like, this should be a sex scene. <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh no. So those poor eggs are getting cold. Then Garrett Wong does that search acting there. He walks over here and he looks at something. And then he paces three steps to the left and looks at something again. And it's just like, oh shit, man, this is not good. Um, and then we get the exposition about him being in a shuttlecraft, trying to get back to Voyager, etc. We find out that yeah. this show is going to be a Harry That's Kim thing. That's not funny. No, and Danny Bird. Who the fuck is Danny Bird? <laughs> Danny Bird. The Voyager Voyager's Danny Bird. <laughs> Pissing the night away. <laughs> Dan- actually, Danny Bird and Janeway become BFFs. Like he's way more. In- he gets promoted by the end of the show. He gets prom- in that timeline. By the end of the show, he gets promoted to like lieutenant commander, and he's like helped create like a better mm-hmm. propulsion system they cut the time in <laughs> half that they're gonna get home so like so like him actually being on earth he's like it would have been better for voyager they would have gotten home in his lifetime <laughs> danny bird and jamie are actually chumba wumba <laughs> they are chumba- <laughs> <laughs> 
he got her to loosen up. She actually like had kids and got married to Chicote. Like, Dan- yes. <laughs> in fact, Danny Bird's her. Thank you, Danny Bird. Yes, Danny Bird is her gay BFF. Actually, now that's like what it ends up being. <laughs> oh, you get into that Chicote, Captain Danny. <laughs> oh, Danny, leave it alone. <laughs> Danny, you you always catch me when when I'm having too much coffee. <laughs> oh, Danny Bird. <laughs> oh my gosh, can we get another? Can we get Danny Bird? The like the episode of what was happening with Danny Bird on the ship at the same time as what was happening to Harry Kim. <laughs> like that would have been so much so better. amazing. Oh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Who plays Danny Bird in your imagination? <gasps> Who plays Danny? Oh, um, like from the ninety, it would have to be an actor, I guess, from that time. Like it would be, a, it would have to be stunt casting, right? So they have to pick someone kind of famous or whatever. Oh, James Vanderbeek. Oh yes, I I'm on that. I'm on the James. I'm gonna have to Google this person, James. <laughs> you don't know uh, Dawson's Creek? <gasps> Dawson's at, yeah, Creek. At James Vanderbeek. Oh my goodness. I'm not old enough for the 90s. I was six when this show came out. Oh, that's true, that's true. Sorry, I am old enough. I was like, what, 1995? I was like 16, 15 or 16. (laughs) So I'm searching for James Vanderbeek. Oh, hello. Yeah, not him. Yeah, that's Danny Bird, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we just cast Danny Bird. That's amazing. I love it. All right, so after we're at Harry's place and things are all confusing and so on, uh, we go outside to Old Town or Mission Street or whatever it's called. It's not a bad set. I don't quite understand what those, like, things are coming out from the trees. They just look like cages for whatever reason. But I kind of like the set, even though it kind of looked like Fairhaven. Although Sohail probably doesn't know what Fairhaven is yet, so. Ooh, no, I don't think I do. (sighs) Be glad. (laughs) Be glad, Suzanne! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh wow, that that set bothered me because it looked more like uh, Los Angeles than San Francisco. The other thing that bothered me is like again, it just didn't like. What's the deal with the old timiness? Like, why does it look like they're in the 1920s instead of the future? I mean, like the the subway thing. Where's was, the horseless <laughs> carriage? Yeah, like it was so weird. The subway thing was kind of cool, like the underground or whatever that entrance. It looks like mm. they actually built mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But it, I also didn't think it was cool enough like i just yeah it, it didn't it it wasn't cool <laughs> it was oh, I like it also it. didn't it also didn't feel like where they were was the same place the same view from the building that they lived in because i think he said he was on the fifth floor yeah. the fourth floor like they were way higher they were like on the 30th floor mm-hmm. when you're like looking at san francisco from that view and like there's no way that he lives on <laughs> the fourth floor so it was like a really weird thing yeah. We get this creepy guy that starts calling out across the street in such a stereotypical fucking Italian-American, Italian-Australian accent. Probably Italian-American accent, actually. The Italian-Australian accent's even more different. Um, Oh, interesting. Saying, hey, you want your Vulcan mocha extra sweet, blah, blah, blah. And this guy (laughs) seems to know way too much about him. Way too much. Wouldn't that make it non-Vulcan at that point (laughs) if it's extra sweet? Actually, yeah, good point. Now, there would be more Romulan. A Romulan mocha, yeah, it would be. I'm down with that. Yeah, I mean, me and Suzanne are Romulans. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Slytherin Romulan. Oh, it's great. Um, 
Yeah, so then a uh, creepy Italian guy, because we don't know his name yet, um, saying about it's a big day, going to design a ship or something. How did he make the coffee that fast? Well, he's got powers. Re- he walked in and immediately we know We know because of later that he has powers. Like, he must be able to just, like, manipulate things and do all kinds of crazy. He's like a Q. He's like a fourth dimensional being or something that, like... A time Q. A time Q, yeah. He's like, oh... <laughs> And I know we haven't gotten to this point knowing it's a time stream or whatever. Wouldn't that make it the Nexus? What if they're like Nexus beings? Which which movie was the Nexus in? Generations. Generations. I think that's the one that I still haven't watched properly. Is that the one where they go camping or something? No. No. That's uh, Star Trek V. <laughs> that's... that's I, uh, Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing the mountain? Because it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should get. Have you not seen that sh- that loop on YouTube? It's just William Shatner saying that over and over and again. over and over. Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he, Why climbing, is he climbing a mountain? I have no idea what you're talking about. I really should watch my Star Trek movies again. <laughs> Generations was the handover from the TOS crew to yeah, the next. Yeah, I know it's the one where Kirk dies, and I feel like I've watched it, but to be honest, twice. He dies twice, it's true. That's right. Oh, really? He dies twice. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I should watch it. Maybe I'll watch it tonight on lockdown. Why not? That might be fun. It might be more fun to watch it than this was to watch this episode of Star Trek Voyager. It's quite probable, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> we, get a, we get a note from the creepy Italian guy that's like, oh, yeah, I know you like to sleep in on Sundays because, you know, <laughs> hey, Libby, mm-hmm. He's very mm-hmm. creepy in that way, and he does that a couple times. Like he's like, "Oh, you're playing hooky to go see your fiance? Yeah, you want a mate?" Mm-hmm. It's, it's like all he's got. You want to put mate. your Kim in her something? I don't know. <laughs> in, her, in her Libby actually would be appropriate. He's Kimmy in her Libby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but it is weird oh, that this God. alien, uh, this like I don't know if we should, like this being, I guess. Uh, all the, all he thinks that humans want to do, or Harry wants to do is like fuck. It's like he's like, oh, and have coffee. And co- you want to fuck and have coffee? Hey, that's all life is, right? Yeah. Hey. Oh, it kind of is. Maybe. And I wine. mean, I don't drink coffee, and I'm like desperate for a fuck right now. But I'm being a good boy. Good, good boy. boy. <laughs> it's very hard. Ponfar happens every seven minutes for homosexuals, so it's it's it pretty much it's, does. It's true. It's true. It's, it's, so it's very Ponfar for homosexuals. <laughs> it's definitely a seven minute. You're affair. worried about hell, seven so years. <laughs> Try seven awesome. minutes. <laughs> I wonder if they're gay. It must be gay Vulcans. Oh, they have to. Yeah. Yes. It's only logical. But do you reckon, like, gay Vulcans have Ponfar for, like, reproductive things? Mm, this is a whole new conversation. Spock is the quintessential um, bisexual Vulcan. Oh, my God. I'd fuck the hell out of Ethan Peck's Spock. Yeah. Yeah. All the Spocks, actually. But, yeah, well, Ethan yeah. Peck's especially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <Ooh. laughs> Maybe not Leonard Nimoy's. I'm not a fan of... Um, oh, I'll take Zachary. Oh. All right. Well, you can have Leonard Nimoy, so how? Suzanne can okay. have Zachary Quinto, and I'll take and Ethan, Ethan Peck. I feel like Ethan Peck yeah. needs Yay. two people, so I'll help you out. Oh, God. Except right Zachary him. doesn't he want me. He might need me. three, actually, so all three of us might have to help with Ethan Well, Peck. it might be, yeah. Wait a minute. Out of, out of all 
of the sparks, I end up with the gay one. <laughs> yeah, Zachary Quinto <laughs> is the me. gayest spark. It's true. He would be the gayest spark. <laughs> yeah, Zachary Quinto is, uh, is gay. Isn't but he's he? so beautiful. I love him. What? Which one? Zachary Quinto? Yes. Ah, okay. Well, look, you can, you can, you can turn him, and we'll turn Ethan Peck. Yeah. No. We might give Ethan Peck a choice. Do we know Ethan Peck's sexuality? I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's unknown. Unless you saw like him with his I like that. Whatever, we'll just get the courtesy lube out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> courtesy lube. <laughs> um so yeah, then this that other should random be a shirt too, t- by the way. <laughs> oh the courtesy lube, yeah. Yes, that should definitely be a shirt. Voyager brand. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the biomimetic. It's it's biomimetic courtesy loop. <laughs> oh, bineural. Oh shit. Um. Oh god. Can't believe we're forty minutes into this episode already. <laughs> um. So yeah. Then at this point, another random dude shows up and says, "Like, hey, Harry, we got to go. We got to go to some kind of meeting. We end up in the boardroom. There's a meeting. They make the joke about Harry becoming a lieutenant." <laughs> Never's gonna happen. <laughs> He's no Danny Bird. I'm sorry. <laughs> Danny, Danny Bird is already a fucking lieutenant commander. He's already? fucked his way up that shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> James Van Der Beek there, getting around. Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> um, and then they talk about I don't know some plan for the dilithium fractures, and he didn't bring the warp plans or whatever it is and then all the other guy goes it's like oh well we'll just have to improvise and he like does this thing with his eyebrows and i'm like oh yeah you two <laughs> improvise all right on a friday night well his idea of improvising was just throwing it to harry that's not improvising that's throwing harry under the bus isn't it like throwing him underneath you like isn't that the way to, to the, improvise? The, the thing that wasn't conveyed as <laughs> as well as i think as it could have been is like you could tell that like harry before he jumped into this timeline that that version, the version of Harry that these people thought they knew was like super with it. Like must've been like an, like for Libby to be so crazy about him to like block the window and like trust Mm. this crazy man. Like he must've been awesome. Like this guy was like, Oh, Harry's like the most promising engineer since Starfleet. This is like a totally different Harry. And then they dropped the Harry Kim. That's not that great into the timeline. And now he sucks. And like, these people are like all like, what is going on? <laughs> like, this guy's useless. He's like he's like weird. I don't see, <laughs> like he's like he's like, I don't see how Harry could have become that person. I think it's because Danny Bird and Harry swapped and that's what really happened. So Danny Bird was oh, yeah. awesome in both timelines. <laughs> like I don't know. That's just And like, Danny Bird wasn't dumb enough to try and get taken by by Quark. Exactly. Yeah. Good old Danny Bird. He's a fucking <laughs> god. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Danny Bird. We find out that this other guy is called Lieutenant Lasker, which I'm going to call Lieutenant Larkser from now on because he's not, he's not very tasty, <laughs> but he's Larkser. <laughs> and then he gets some crap again about the dilithium fracture, and then he pulls out of the meeting because he's sick. He does that, I, uh, I feel sick. I am acting right now. I really hope Garrett Wong doesn't listen to this. Acting. <laughs> he imagines his ambition. No, he gave up listening to us a long time ago. Well, no, to be honest, we're one of those like super supporters of the documentary, right? Or whatever you've done. Yeah. Imagine if he's like, oh, what's this? Yeah. And he starts listening and we're canning out his acting. Garrett Wong, I would fuck 1996 you. It's okay. You can like love us still, even though we criticize your acting. 
Also, I think you have really great moments when you're, I think, I think something was stifling you because he has really great moments. Again, like when he's with Tom, like I feel like his acting partners mm-hmm. at that yes. time, it depended on who he was. He was, he's probably much better now. I haven't followed um, Garrett's career, but with, with um, Robert Duncan McNeil, you can, there's such a difference when they're together. It's like, it's insane. Yeah, they play so, off yeah. each other well, don't like, they? Like I could see the, I could see the shift and I was like, oh, now it's interesting. Like it, it felt it felt that way and you can only do so much with the script you're given yeah oh in this script yeah if the lines you're given are trash <laughs> there's not much you can do with it no, there were true, there, yeah. there were i have to give uh, we'll we'll carry on with your wonderful like walkthrough because it is actually fun <laughs> <laughs> all right but i have a note um, for later okay we'll bring it bring it up when we get to it then well yeah anyway uh, so then we end up back at the Kim residence. He walks in, looks at all his belongings and things, and he's uh, like, oh, look, I have a certificate on the wall. He's like, you don't have a fucking certificate, mate. Looks at his the service <laughs> history and says that he was denied entry to Voyager. I mean, seriously, denied entry to a ship that was only going to be doing a three-week stint in the Badlands. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then contrast that with supposedly the best engineering mind coming out of Starfleet right now, it's all out of the Academy. Not quite correct, let's face it, but also deserves to be denied because Danny Bird um, (laughs) (laughs) found out some more stuff that he's done. I stopped listening at this point because I was bored. That's where I wrote, God, this episode is boring. (laughs) I mean, did you find this episode generally boring, Sohel? I found it generally boring. I, I, I guess the thing that I liked about it is that it kind of does the same thing that the inner light does in a way and shows us like an an alternate like reality if you will like based on decisions or choices or like circumstances and and it manages to be new and fresh but i think they just focused on the wrong things completely like there's way too much of this trust me libby nonsense going on there's way too much of just like the wrong things and way too little of the right things i think that they should have jumped into the Tom Paris thing way sooner. Like he should have just been like, I need to find someone who's also here and then go and do that. Because like, if we're going to yeah. talk about the right way, the wrong way, he really does things the wrong way the whole time. Like he should have just like, it's obvious to him that he's in the wrong place and he kind of daddles yeah. and he's not doing anything. He's just like, <laughs> he's just going along with it. Like for no Standard reason. Kim. And, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like if you were going along with it to get telemetry or, but he already knows he like knows that he's in, he's like the computer told him everything he needed to do. I just think he actioned too slowly. So I think that the Kim way is the wrong way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he did it the wrong way because he's not the Jane. He's not the Jane way. But he should have learned. Does not have the balls that Janeway has. That's true. <laughs> what would have Janeway? What would Janeway have done? Let's just. Uh, well, can I flip this around on you guys a little? It's not Harry Kim. Yeah, it's yeah. Catherine, and it's what's her husband or her fiance's name? What was his name? Mark. Mar- it's fiance. Catherine and Mark. Wouldn't that have been a way better episode than Kim oh, than yeah. Harry? Right? Yes. Like, that's what I was yeah. expecting. I was expecting something on that. Lo- you're gonna if you're gonna do a, a fuck with time like alternate reality episode, make it big, like make it you know like great. But this is mm-hmm. just like kind of mundane. I mean, if it were if it were old Kathy J, even Chakotay would have been better. <laughs> even Chakotay, but I, I I think I I call it. Like, It'd have been naked. The- <laughs> well yeah so that's better right there <laughs> chakotay would have been thrown back way back in time though like way back to like probably like 
you know uh like to like the to like probably dinosaurs well we didn't we weren't around (laughs) during the dinosaurs necessarily but like your early he's a chakasaurus (laughs) well we could say just say 1990s orlando where he meets a young girl who's suzanne williams suzanne I, I think I think that they do this later with Tuvix, but like imagine if Danny Bird was hanging in the balance. Like his whole like we get these back and forths between oh. him and Danny Bird and so yeah, you do end up like you you end up doing right by uh Harry and um Whoa, it just started raining like crazy outside. Sorry, I just got distracted. Okay. in South Florida we get these like crazy storms out of nowhere all of a sudden. But anyways, uh if Danny if we had gotten to know Danny and like we realized, oh, he wouldn't exist any like anymore. That might have been interesting too. But yeah, there there's a lot about this episode that had potential but just didn't go anywhere. In the next scene, Harry Kim's outside. He's uh restlessly walking alone down those streets of cobblestone. The Italian coffee dude is just like making another sex joke somehow. I just, just like sure mate, whatever. <laughs> Horny alien. And, and, and Harry's not even, like, <laughs> creeped out by him, which is kind of weird. He's just like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you get the feeling that this timeline Harry goes up to, to his coffee guy. You know how people talk to their bartender? Generally, oh. like, those sad, lonely mm-hmm. drunks talk to the bartender. Well, he's, like, a sad, lonely, hey, man, can I have a coffee? Had sex with my wife and my fiancé last night. Didn't go too well. Went soft. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, don't worry about it, Harry. I teach you some techniques to use in the bedroom that you're gonna Neil- like. You'll do he needs to talk to Neelix. <laughs> Harry, you're the pumper. <laughs> Get some Viagra. <laughs> he needs Neelix's Harry, techniques. We have an ancient family recipe. That uh, put it in your pasta tonight, huh? <laughs> it'll help you. It'll help you. Hey, make you my bonkun maca. <laughs> Extra sweeter, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> Harry, um, I got some but- probiotics that are going to make your balls bigger, huh? <laughs> oh! <laughs> and you need it, Harry. You showed me last week. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, but yeah, so Harry walks up and hasn't got a fucking clue where he lives. But how does Cosimo know where he lives? Is he fucking talking to Why does... It's so weird. It creeped me out. I was like, what? he knows the exact apartment. When he's not Cosimo, he's like an ethereal being that's spying on Harry apparently mm. the whole time watching him fuck. So it's he's like... A he's a peeping Cosimo. Cosimo. <laughs> Totally. I mean, at this point, we already knew he was, like, creepy. But I also just thought, <laughs> is he going to the apartment? Is, like, him and Libby having some kind of, like, fuck fest going on in the background with <gasps> Lieutenant Laksa? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's she's cheating with Cosimo. Oh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Italian boys, woof. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He's got a big cannoli. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I shouldn't drink in the middle of the day. Uh, so we go to um, Kim's quarters. Um, he's sitting on the bed with Libby, having a DNM. She's in a towel, so I mean, to me, I'd stop having the DNM and I'd be going right down there. Um, she's like, forget about work. And basically, this is one of Chicote's fanfics. This is Chicote fanfic <laughs> number seventy-two thousand three hundred and eighty-two. <laughs> he's written this scene. Already in his mind. <laughs> but no, Harry starts saying about things about Voyager 
And then we realised it's not a Chicote fanfic because it'd have been right up there in the cap. Like, seriously. Immediately. Mm. Towel gone. Towel gone. Whip it off. <laughs> in, up, out like a good weather system. <laughs> um, they joke about Riser. And the Cameron's just constantly zooming in and zooming in and zooming in. And zooming in at this point, and it's like, is something going to actually fucking happen, or are we going to be inside their mouths at some point? (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving that sound in the podcast, Uh, (laughs) I found Libby to be, like, oddly childish uh, in that scene. Yeah. Where, yeah, Yeah. it was, like, kind of weird and just, like, creepy also. And, yeah, it wasn't romantic or sexy at all, unfortunately, and I kind of was looking for that. Well, Harry is neither. (laughs) In the right in the right lighting, Harry's okay, Suzanne. He's not romantic. He's not sexy. We know that from the orgasm winds. Feel those winds flowing (laughs) through you. Ooh, there's two stars. What's that technology you have? (laughs) Surprises me how we ever managed to get a fiance. But anyway, they kiss and we assume that they bone and, you know, (laughs) camera fades to black. (laughs) Moves to the next part of it. And they wake up with clothes. Yeah, but I mean, they change clothes, so you can tell. Like yeah. he, he was wearing his like, what was he wearing? No, but they're they're asleep. And Suzanne, and after you've had clothes. sex, do you not put anything back on, or do you no. like? I've had no. sex and I was like, lying there. Yeah, just I'll put my underwear just, back on because I can't sleep naked because I just don't like dude. the feeling of the junk just like flopping around when you turn over. Well, I don't have the junk problems. Also, I guess. Yeah, like I feel like postcoital always just fall right asleep because you're so. If it's great, you're just like, oh yeah, spent. You're spent, and it's like no problems. And then you wake up later in the morning, and Mm -hmm. maybe you put on some clothes if you have to go down and make a coffee or something like that. And that's that's the only thing. Maybe yeah, maybe it's like yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. There might be other people staying at the house or whatever. I don't know. But um, oh, yeah. actually sleeping they should know better. naked is good for you. Apparently it gives you, it, it stimulates your immune system and like endorphins and things like that. So all that flopping around is good for you. So you should try it. You've heard it here first. Starfleet <laughs> boy sleeps naked. <laughs> On hot nights. You, you yes, need to flop more. <laughs> Sometimes. In- <laughs> Quite probably this is Kim's mom's house. And that's probably why they have to be clothed, Suzanne. No, it's an apartment. Yeah, but Kim's mum probably- On the fourth Kim's floor. Kim's mum is probably in the closet. Cosmo is like looking through the window of oh, it's Cosmo, on, yeah, It's an of apartment course. on the fourth floor that has a 32nd floor view of San Francisco. It's the lighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we cut to nighttime. Harry sneaks out of the bed and starts looking up Voyager with his security codes, etc. Um, again, should be in underwear, but- Computer, show me Tom Paris. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Show me his location right now. Oh, he's 450 meters away. <laughs> hey. Oh, my gosh. It was Grongle. <laughs> he's like, I have to go to a hookup. Libby, I have to go to Bear. I have to, he found he found him Tom on, and on Space on Star Trek Grinder. And he's like, it's Space Grinder. <laughs> and he's like, I have to go. He's gone. What do you, he turns off the monitor, too. She comes over. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, just working. Monitor, click. <laughs> like, he doesn't want her to see what he's <laughs> looking at. Space Grinder. <laughs> oh, shit. Definitely. We see his clarinet, but uh, thankfully he doesn't play it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yeah, so he's yeah, found Tom on the list. Libby's come up thinking something's wrong. They talk about Lieutenant Larkser calling something, blah, blah, blah. Tries to explain the situation. 
that he's not meant to be here, not who he thinks he is, he's in another reality. And then Libby is just like, go talk to a fucking counsellor. <laughs> so this is where we were supposed to get Deanna Troy in this episode, but they couldn't make it work with Marina Sirtis, apparently, uh, according to Brandon Braga. Oh, wow. In my mm. 30 seconds of research that I did. That would have been amazing because of, I know what comes later. I've been spoiled on, even though I haven't seen it, I kind of, I know that they come in later. She she comes in with Barkley, right? Yeah. And they make that shitty joke about, I'm going to Marseille to see Paris. Dad joke. Dad joke. You said you're going to Marseille. And then Suzanne. <laughs> going to the original sex yeah, the sex cabin. Not sure if you've listened to that episode yet, so hell or not. But, I, um, I started, so that's the Kowalski episode, right? I started listening to it. Yeah, yes. I haven't finished listening to it yet, but that's Sandrine's, I guess, like the original. Sandrine's is the Sandrine's, sex cabin. Yeah, it's the sex cabin. It's amazing. <laughs> so Paris is in the sex cabin. Tom knows absolutely nothing about it. We get a Captain Janeway mention how he managed to get broken out of. Uh, uh, the New Zealand penal colony it says stuff about DS9 having a fight in the bar with uh, the Ferengi, which is obviously Quark, being put in the brig, which is by Odo. So I thought that was cool, little DS9 mentions. Yeah. Kim is trying to convince Tom to help him and that Tom's sort of just like, no, nah, you had me, you're going, but you kind of work for Starfleet. And then Kim's like, no, nah, you're afraid, mate. You're afraid to have me and you. Tom tries to say that some shit hits Harry, but Harry sort of like says that he's a loser and a drunk, and yeah, that's sort of. I don't the like of that. that. Scene. I was like really upset. Poor Tom. Tom's always getting the 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 short end of the stick. Now Tom in this episode though was pretty attractive. Yeah. No, he looked all disheveled and no, he looked attractive oily. despite wearing the worst vest. And yes, like that was the worst thing. That's like worse than anything Jake Sisko ever wore, in my opinion. Jake Sisko wore some really revealing things, if you ask me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's weird. <laughs> terrible so for weird. a kid. Yeah, terrible. I feel bad for him. I don't know what was going on there. It's true. There's a lot. There's a little too much information. I think I would have preferred Tom Paris's character to be like this for a lot longer on Voyager. I know that we get it in season two because he's faking it, but I do like the bad boy kind of Tom Paris. You think? Yeah. There's something really attractive about this Tom Paris. It's true because he's a bad boy. They're, and they're even like, they're even like, why are you associating with this guy? They were like ready to give him the benefit of the doubt, but they're like, because you went to see Tom Paris, we're not going to scan your brain. We're not going to let you see Counselor Troy. We're not going to like give you the benefit of the doubt. We think you're like a Maki. Maki terrorist. Here's an ankle bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> they ankle bracelet him right there. It's like so dramatic. It's crazy. That was that an admiral. And they did it wrong. Oh, because it's over his pants. Oh yeah, it's supposed to be. You're right. It should be in direct contact with the skin. skin. Oh, you can't show an ankle on Voyager. <laughs> <gasps> oh, yeah. No one's in speedos. You're right. They can't. They can't do it. <laughs> so this guy ended up being a bad are too admiral. Sexy. Which I thought was cool. At first, I was like, he might be a cool admiral, but he ended up being a bad admiral. Yeah. And like, when they were in that boardroom, though, they were sort of just like, no, you're mad. I'm fairly sure in other Star Treks, they, they were sort of like, oh, okay, well, we can have temporal anomalies and alien space holes mm-hmm. in your mind and all sorts of things. So, like, surely they would have tried to work it out. But no, just because he met Tom, as you said, so how? Well, yeah, they just thought he was a monkey. This is, this is Harry's nexus. So it's mainly being created by what's in Harry's head. 
So that's what I hadn't thought of it as that. Like I, I realized that I thought, oh yeah, he might be in the Nexus. That's crazy. You're right. It's a good. You, I know you mentioned the Nexus earlier, but I thought you meant like it threw him into this like alternate timeline. But no, you're right. He's in the Nexus. Yeah. That makes sense. Is he in the Nexus though? Kinda. Because isn't it actually another timeline? It sounds or? like it. No. I don't know. Well, because the way Cosmo was describing it, it's a time stream. And these are the coordinates oh. where you can hit the time stream. But he also says something ha- so I think what happens I think what happened was Harry didn't go into the Nexus. He hit the Nexus and got bounced into this time and then Cosimo got sent to kind of make sure he could like <laughs> the annex of the Nexus. Right. And so Cosimo got sent out of the Nexus to make sure that Harry could acclimate and like adjust to his new time stream and or his new timeline or whatever and then but it it failed because harry and this part i liked about the episode was like well i understand that life is good for me because i'm back with libby and like all this stuff but like what about tom he got the short of his end of second what about danny bird who actually was having his best living his best life apparently uh, i believe yeah (laughs) yeah but tom Tom is still existing on Voyager. Well, no, Tom. No, No, Tom. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. Tom was. Yeah. Tom was not. Because this, if this, if this is the Nexus, Tom is still existing on Voyager, and this is just a Tom that's created in Harry's mind. But I'm saying it's not the Nexus. It's a new timeline that got created because Harry. Yeah, because. I think this is more like Loki. You guys are you guys are not following Loki, but uh, Loki deals with time variants of a person, and I think Tom, mm-hmm. this is a variant version of Tom. Shout out to the Atlanta Marriott Marquis. What? <laughs> huh? Which is which is the TVA? Oh, is that what that is? They filmed the TVA there. Oh, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. I didn't realize that's like a real place. That's very cool. But I think that this is a variant timeline and that that's a variant version of Tom Paris. And so what happens at the end is that that's why Tom's like, don't worry, uh, this version of me will, this whole timeline is going to collapse and the original timeline that you came from will be restored because now Danny Bird is on Earth or wherever he is and Tom is on the Voyager and Harry is on the Voyager and all things are good because... can. Can we get an alligator, Tom? Yes, we can. We should get... I think... (laughs) Well, I think there's a case to be made because uh, someone pointed out on Twitter, there's also the Tom Paris, who is Nick Locarno in Next Generation. Mm -hmm. So that's another Loki. So Tom is the Loki of Star Trek. Like, there's so many variants of Tom Paris out there. So I kind of love that. You do realize now you might have to potentially Photoshop Loki's helmet onto Tom Paris. 100% 100% that has to happen. That's going to have to happen. You're absolutely right. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we pretty much discussed what happened in the boardroom pretty well. <laughs> um, outside, Cosimo comes back, but this time he was found out that what he's actually there for, sent to watch him, um, that there was an accident, the shuttle hit an alien time stream of some sort, but they can't get him back. The time waves just don't know how time changes. So, I mean, it's just one of those standard typical Star Trek things where it's just like, oh, we can't fly through this storm or we can't beam through it. We can't fix it. You're going to have to come up with a massive thing. to Let's land the ship. <laughs> but here, but here is a Bitcoin that'll show you where the coordinates are for you to get to. <laughs> where you need to get. It looked like a Bitcoin. It was like it's weird like thing. I don't know. It's the Bitcoin of time. <laughs> 
Um, so is this though really a bad reality for Harry? I mean, let's face it, because he's going to fucking become a lieutenant because of his starship thing. He's got mm-hmm. a girlfriend, and I mean, ostensibly she's like really attractive. Uh, sorry, objectively, she's really attractive. Um, and obviously he loves Libby because we hear about how much he, he fucking pines for her through Voyager. Should he have just stayed instead of wanting to go back to the original one? But then how would he get his friendship with Tom? That's what he really wanted. I think seeing yeah. after after being on Voyager with Tom and being back with Libby, it just didn't work for him anymore. I think he was being a little polite, but yeah, there would have, if they, I would have loved it. The, the, the episode would have been epic if he just said, I don't feel those feelings for you anymore. And, and maybe it's the nineties and they couldn't say, I'm just not that into you anymore. Exactly. (laughs) But like, okay, it's the nineties. They can't like make him overtly homosexual, but he could just lose interest. He could say like, I've just changed. I've changed. I've been to Brokeback Mountain and now I'm a different man. <laughs> you know, like something like I've accepted, this, like- I've accepted an assignment on the 1701D. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, okay. He says that, yeah, it might be good for me, but what about Danny Bird? Fuck Danny Bird, man. Like, come on. Danny Bird is living his best life on Voyager right now. Leave him yeah. alone. <laughs> it's yeah, true. He's he like was like the captain's gay best friend. He's kicked Naomi Wildman or future mm-hmm. Naomi Wildman out of a job. Like <laughs> he got Janeway and Chakotay together. He what? Danny Bird is the fucking best. If this show was being made today, we would have had a heart like a, a a cliffhanger at the end of this episode. The next five episodes would have been on Voyager with Danny Bird. No, no Tom. No Harry. And then at the end of the season, that's when they like figure out, oh, something's off. And Danny Bird, being the amazing guy he is, sacrifices himself no! to get Tom and uh, and uh, Tom uh, Tom and Harry back on Voyager. And Danny Bird is just like an awesome gay hero. <laughs> <laughs> but would that change everything that had happened? Would Janeway and Chakotay then not be together? Because I could not be able, I would not be able to handle that. <laughs> I love I that you ship them. Fucking mess. It'd be like, no, god damn it, no. Is it CJ or JC? It's JC. Okay, I like it, JC. <laughs> because Janeway's on top. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is. It's true. Chakotay, Chakotay, I love to be on top. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Anything for you, Catherine. Oh, no. Chicote, <laughs> you don't know this, but I have access to all your fanfics. Oh. <laughs> and I, and I've, I, I've been. I've read all I've of been, them. I read them all. <laughs> These are my favorites. <laughs> Let's act them out now. I particularly like number 812. <laughs> you know, the one where we're on the warp core. <laughs> Your venting plasma. <laughs> oh my god! Ew! <laughs> I don't know. We create such a we create such a noise that the dilithium uh, misaligns. The dilithium <laughs> missiles misalign <laughs> <laughs> by point oh five six microns, and Belana's really pissed. <laughs> but I know you're not point five six microns, my man. <laughs> 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 his shack hits things by accident it's always misaligning things so it's- <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Suzanne. Yes. Can we write Danny Bird into season three? When we write season three. I was trying to figure out how. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not sure if you've listened to our Chelix episode yet, but we rewrite not yet. seasons of Voyager <laughs> as well. I love it. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, we go back to the house of Kim. Um, we've got an argument between Libby and uh, Harry. Then they're still arguing. Kim can't stay. Libby doesn't really understand. Blah, blah, blah. He's tampered with the alarm. Um, he's tampered with the what's it thingy on his leg. And the alarm goes Thank off. Why the fuck do these people materialize behind those like wooden curtain things? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they had to change first. I don't know. I just didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Also, what changed? Because he was tampering with it and then he stopped tampering with it. And then it, like, did he, he left the screwdriver in or something? I don't know. Something was weird. Yeah. It's like they should have been alerted as he immediately started tampering with it. Like almost instantly. Yeah. <laughs> and then the episode has a real change of pace. Like, we get Action Man Kim now. <laughs> no, but it's a low-speed chase. It's like, my God, can you run any slower? Uh, shout out to Libby, though, for blocking the window. I did it. That gave me a little bit of a, like, a moment. Like, that gave me some emotional, like, oh, okay. Well, all that It's the struggles. only emotion you've had in this episode. <laughs> the episode like, <laughs> no, the next emotion is when Tom punches the dude out. I was like, yes. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. As you said, yeah, like, um, Kim gets caught eventually by some the random security guard. Tom rescues him. And then something about how security is knight in shining armor. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, then they talk in a back alley, which kind of starts out to be like a beginning of a really low-grade porn movie, I feel. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the porn music to come in. <laughs> it's just like a chance. In. Again, he's been on Space Grinder. <laughs> It's totally what it was. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they hatch a plan. And then this episode gets like really, really quick and stressful and sort of tense, which I kind of liked is, is what most of this episode was lacking. So they beam into the office, which I don't understand how he can understand where his office is, but not remember where he lives. But anyway. <laughs> oh, by the way, what was up with the plywood in the office? Like, did you guys notice the plywood on the wall? No. There's no. like plywood. There's So there's a scene where they're like bouncing around the office on a smaller panel or at his desk or whatever and there's like it's like they put up this plywood wall i guess it must have been like the engineering set redressed or something so they put oh, a plywood and they just left the wood there and i was like staring at him like that's plywood like why would there be plywood in this it was very weird go back and watch wouldn't his office be on lockdown oh yeah that's it you'd assume so it's like what how is how are they able to be or surveilled for sure like auto surveilled right like like, as soon as he steps in there, let us know, or whatever. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it was just... Uh... So, so they got great security systems. <laughs> no, their security is sucking really bad tonight. So they hack shit, and then they beam off into the shuttle. Um, then we get the typical Voyager thing, Suzanne, where they're trying to squeeze through a tiny hole. <laughs> <laughs> they just fit. <laughs> Perfect fit. Perfect fit. Not too big, not too small. <laughs> just right. Chicote fanfic number 27. (laughs) (laughs) The fit was just right. Catherine was very (laughs) pleased. It lasted all night. (laughs) Ooh, poetry. (laughs) 
so yeah, some some random starship nebula class comes to. Um, I have a note. This is one of the notes I want to talk about. So it could have yeah. been so great. It could have been stealing the Enterprise, but it was really terrible. They even reused. They they re. By the way, there are some interesting reused footages from this episode. There's this one yeah. shot of the Golden Gate Bridge and like a shuttle going by. That's Star Trek Four. The next reused thing that they use is from the Scotty episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where they were at the Dyson really? Sphere. Those doors for the space dock were the, I know, this is, this is, I don't know why I know these uh, things. Yeah. But like the doors for the space dock were the actual Dyson Sphere doors that the Janolan goes through and the Enterprise grows through. But they just had this runabout okay. go through it instead. So I was like, that's cheap, Voyager. Come on. Like, you know, like <laughs> how cool would it have been to have like an actual stealing of runabout scene from that? That space because Earth space dock is supposed to be the one from Star Trek four five and you know from Star Trek four and Star Trek six that big weird mushroom shaped thing like but no it was it was this it didn't it, well, <laughs> the big weird mush, mushroom the big head penis shape <laughs> the big pe- it's a penis it's a penis with a giant head it's true it's an uncut penis in space <laughs> they had spent all of their visual effects budget landing the ship and then using space sperm oh they didn't have any money i want to know going back to last week who did they take the sperm from to model it off of neelix oh (laughs) 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 oh no it was rick berman it was rick i'll do it guys rick sperman yeah rick evil evil sperm Oh, interesting point about the um about the reused footage. I did see and again the thirty second perusal of Memory Alpha that they did reuse stuff, but I didn't really read it. It was so bad I noticed. Like I didn't have to read about it. I was like, oh wait, I know that. <laughs> I, like, I know where that's from. <laughs> that obvious. Wow. Um. Yeah. So they try and get the coordinates to the time stream in. The ship's fucked. Um. They start talking about some science about how to get away and vent them vent the plasma to take off the nebula ship i'm falling over my words now because the alcohol is really setting in (laughs) (laughs) they try to recreate the accident i'm sorry but how would harry kim remember the exact radius of his polaron burst (laughs) he's got nothing else going on in his life he's cosimo and tom those are the two things he has <laughs> I'm just having all these like dirty images in my head. <laughs> so then he finds out that nothing happens when he recreated the accident and realizes he has to beam off the ship and that he's got 15 seconds to do so. Which I feel like the scene went for longer than 15 seconds. But yeah. I feel like we'll, give, <laughs> like... we'll, we'll forgive that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the ship explodes and then, then we get Captain Janeway on the bridge. Finally. 43 minutes into this episode. <laughs> this, episode. this is the most Jane is this and the most Janeway light episode we've had so far? This is yeah. Definitely. Yes. Okay. What an episode to come on the Janeway somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and she makes the same wrong decision <laughs> again. She made it wrong in the beginning of the episode, she made it wrong in the end of the episode. <laughs> I I was that was such a funny scene like is Bellana typically on the bridge? No, right? She's usually in engineering. She has that weird seat in the bridge sometimes. Scotty did yeah, that, that too. So I, I don't mind it because office. Scotty was often on the bridge. Like, it's a thing. It's a Star Trek thing. It's some sort of Starfleet starship thing where 
engineers well, can the chief and Scotty engineer was can, the number two right yeah and so it, it kind of made sense that she would come up because i feel like the engineers do that in the a lot of people spend time on the bridge during crises where they should be actually at their stations it's really weird but it happens neelix <laughs> yeah i'm so glad we didn't see neelix in this With episode. that's the win for me we didn't get janeway in this episode but we also didn't get uh we didn't get neelix uh either so i was very <gasps> pleased no that neelix or cast yeah there was no, no neelix. neelix in this no episode. cast no doctor yeah no neelix uh, cast i could have been okay with but and the doctor but yeah i'm glad we didn't have any neelix in this episode oh he's forgettable unfortunately is actually not forgettable <laughs> so yeah after 43 minutes of not having Janeway we get her on the bridge and she's got her Janeway bun like full on firm um, Chakotay's right next to her literally right next to her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kim is in his shuttle so obviously they're back in the right timeline Janeway wants to science a solution um, to get him out of there and you know they succeed wrong way she uses the deflector shield to boost or amplify the transporter signal and voila well, I'm glad you know, because I wasn't paying any attention to that. <laughs> that was like the, Isn't that what they always they use all, the deflector yeah, for? Yeah, I feel like they all, the deflector's like the, oh, well, we can't figure it. It's like the sonic screwdriver of Star Trek. It's like, oh, we can't mm-hmm. figure out how it works, so we're it just going to do this with the deflector dish. But I, I actually think that was the best part of the episode. That, to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Like, this is what I wanted. I didn't... All of a sudden, I was like, who cares about everything else? She's so compelling when... I'm like a total... I guess, what's the word the kids are using these days? Like, I'm a simp for Catherine Janeway. So, I was like in heaven when she was like just commanding. She's like commanding everyone and mm. and just being like so, you know, Catherine. Well, I noticed when she was doing that, Chakotay's standing next to her and he's just typing away on a pad. <laughs> He's doing his fan. Like it's live. He's writing fanfic. another fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one hundred thousand. <laughs> Catherine, Catherine used the deflector dish to amplify the signal of the transporter, but it wasn't the only thing she amplified in that moment. Still <laughs> deflecting my advances, but the ampl- the, but the amplification of my spirit animal. My chack. <laughs> One day my chack will modulate to the correct frequency. <laughs> There'll be no venting plasma out of this chack right now. <laughs> We've really lost the fucking plot, haven't we? <laughs> what plot? What was plot? plot? We saved the plot. We saved the plot. We brought in Danny Bird. We yes, saved it's it. It's true. <laughs> Honestly, when we started this podcast, Suzanne, we were like semi quite serious and we did like a serious Balana episode and (laughs) now look where we are. And then we started being ourselves. I just don't see how you can take this episode seriously. to be normal people. (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) To be honest, a lot of Voyager episodes, seriously, let's face it. (laughs) But yeah, no, um, the final episode of this, um, oh, sorry. So, yeah, the final episode... Fucking hell, I can't The final moment. The final moment. The final scene. The final countdown. (laughs) 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 So, the final scene of this episode was on the bridge. Harry walks in, puts his hand on Tom's shoulder. He's like, I owe you one. Squeezes. What he's saying there is, he'll bottom tonight. (laughs) He bottoms every night, please. Maybe Tom's truthfully a bottom and he has to top for Harry. So, maybe they'll just swap it around. No. No? You don't think? No. no. I think well, they're... In my mind, Harry's yes. definitely a bottom. 
but uh i don't know i don't see harry as very toppy maybe once in a while just to try it no i know but tom tom you know tom for his birthday tom's verse i think tom's verse you give it and take give or take i feel like the only tops are Catherine and belana those are the only tops and maybe i think chikotay will bottom yeah chikotay is a bottom oh, seven too. yeah Seven's a top two, you're right. Oh, yeah. If, I, do, I don't even know where to go. Fucking <laughs> 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 um, But yeah, no, we've uh, ended up to the end of Non Sequitur. I'm surprised we managed to do over an hour of conversation on that episode, to be honest with you. <laughs> that was awesome, yeah. <laughs> what was the decision that oh, oh to save Harry? There was two decisions, though. You, you yes. met the, the same decision was twice. I mean, this obviously has been a very, very light Janeway episode, so it really... Do you know what? A lot of the fucking season two episodes so far have been really difficult for our show, <laughs> haven't they? Yes. For our premise. But yes. um, in terms of... Well, the Janeway got three point three. Jan- there were three the Janeways last episode. I don't even remember, so hell. Oh. <laughs> what we got... We have I feel to, like it, we have to listen. I feel like there was. A- we have to listen to it back, and when we come to the end of the season, we're like, "Oh, that's what we did." Ooh, you guys yeah. should keep a database with all the the tallies, and then at the end of the season, maybe we tried. Oh, you tried. Okay, so the reason I didn't, we don't do that, is because I don't want it to be like really. Oh no, we need to build up the Janeway decisions or the wrong way decisions, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I sort of just don't do that. And then it was a surprise when we got to the end of season one because it was so, so close. Interesting. For season one. So yeah. But yeah, no, so the results of this episode, obviously, as I said, it's been a very light Janeway episode. We've got zero right way, zero Janeway, plenty of Kim ways if you want to go down that path. <laughs> um, and one wrong way. And run one wrong way, yes. So done twice. Done twice. I'll throw my so, I'll throw my um, Bitcoin into the wrong way pile as well. So it's it's unanimous wrong way. Yay. It's a unanimous wrong, wrong, way, wrong way. So this episode has been done the wrong way. Woo, standard Jane way. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go to the outwards bits, so how? Um, what did you think of the episode overall? Very briefly. Well, I wouldn't have rated it. What was it on uh, IMDb? A 6.9, you guys said? 6.9, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have rated it near that. I would probably give this episode, if I were rating it, probably a 4.5. It's not an episode that I would ever think to rewatch again. Again, like I said, it had like little elements. It it was one of those episodes that has like really interesting elements. Like the, the idea of the time stream Nexus thing is cool. The idea of Cosmo... When he's not being a creepy, like, uh, uh, like a creepy, like, sex uh, addict, like, <laughs> obsessed person, uh, you know, and sugar addict too, extra sweet, eh? Uh, but <laughs> but when he's not that, like, when he reveals what he is, that's interesting and interesting. And I thought, of course, the Paris, uh, Paris Kim dynamic was very cool and i i really like them together uh as pals so uh those were the only things that were interesting about it everything else just kind of like it was like whatever it's one of those episodes if you popped it out of the season like you no harm done like there would be no repercussions and there should have been like i feel like that's a big deal he was on earth he was at an alternate timeline that he got telemetry about what's going on in earth like maybe there was a way or like maybe they could have like 
you know, it, it's surprising to me that Catherine wouldn't be like, oh, this time stream, let's uh, let's see if we can find another one and hop back in time to before we laugh, you know, something. But no, nothing came of yeah, it. Yeah, so right. I'd like have a, thought that would have been in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like a nothing. There's a, there's no it, it was an opportunity to give a character like whenever you do an episode like this where it focuses on a character, it's usually an opportunity to give a character like, you know, some profound moments so that audiences can be more endeared to that character. But it didn't do that for me for Harry Kim um, so far. It maybe did it a little bit for Tom, but that's about it. Yeah. Tom steals a show and it was a Harry, it was a Harry show. Actually, do you know <laughs> what? That is pretty much the best way to explain it. <laughs> Suzanne, what about you? I never want to see this episode again. No, there we go. <laughs> 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 that says it. <laughs> and then I think I'll just end it off saying that there wasn't enough Harry Kim skin. The skin of the Kim. Yes. Uh, but generally speaking, look, I, I've never liked Non Sequitur. I think it's boring. Um, the last eight minutes of the show were good, in my opinion. Uh, but it's just one to miss. Probably a 4.5, five stars, maybe. It's one of the low grade episodes Mm-mm. of Voyager. Three. Three. Wow. Ooh. Three. She's a cold-hearted snake. Damn straight. I mean, then we've got the most ultimate bottle of all bottle episodes next week with Twisted, so. Oh, yeah. You like Twisted? Okay, well. I do. There we go. (laughs) So, Hal, thank you so much for coming on, Janeway. I hope it's been the experience that you've wanted. (laughs) <laughs> it exceeded the the experience of being on your show has exceeded my uh wildest dreams and expectations unlike this episode so that's the that's the <laughs> awesome part <laughs> is that that this was amazing fun and uh i i love you what you guys are doing and i'm i'm really excited that i got to be a part of it today no i'm glad why don't you tell Thank everyone you. where we can find you on your myriad of Things. That was a terrible sentence. <laughs> anyway. And places. If you, things and places. If you Google Starfleet Boy two words, uh, you'll pretty much find everything. But right now the the there's two kind of like main endeavors, which is um uh I have two YouTube channels. So one is uh Starfleet Boy where we focus on uh ca- casual and informal uh conversations and discussions about star trek we've completely uh discussed star trek the next generation right now we're focused on star trek the original series in fact since it's not your favorite show maybe there's an episode you'd like to pop in for and give some of your opinions on we'd love when people don't you know don't love something because it it brings a new perspective uh to the discussion (laughs) so it, it might be fun to have you on um and you too suzanne uh, you'd be totally welcome. Uh, so we just watch we the next episode coming up. Well, by the time this episode airs, I imagine it will be uh, will be on uh, a piece of the action. But the very next episode from when we're recording this, <gasps> yes, yeah, so the very next episode from is the next one that we're recording tomorrow uh, is the Gamesters of Triskelion. So uh, that's where we're at right now, um, and we're going to complete that and then go on to the animated series as well. So maybe if you don't want to watch the episodes, maybe you can listen to our discussions. Uh, they might be a lot more fun than the original series is. Uh, that, <laughs> so that happens every Saturday, and it's a live discussion. We have audience participation. It's a lot of fun. It's just like a cool hangout, basically. Uh, and then every Friday night, somewhere around this time, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, Standard Time, 10.30-ish, uh, we do what's called Starfleet Boy After Dark. It's on a separate channel. And basically, it's just a pop culture 
smorgasbord. So we talk about whatever the panel, whoever shows up, whatever they want to talk about, we kind of talk about that. Sometimes it gets like, I try to moderate it to keep it always in a, a pop culture slash, we always kind of figure out a way to sneak Star Trek in there. Uh, but sometimes the subject goes to wherever the guest wants. So it's kind of a wild show and uh, we do drink or some folks smoke on the episode. So there's some, <laughs> some kind of inebriation going on uh, and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So I, would love it if you guys would also come on that if you ever want to and also the audience to tune in so yeah starfleet boy and starfleet boy after dark and then you can also find me on text trek every now and then as well as uh earl great trekkies channels i just want to give those guys a shout out (laughs) and boat wreck pj that's it those those three that's it and i highly recommend you have those guys possibly on your podcast in the future are they dirty uh, you know who would be fun? <laughs> they is, will be. <laughs> there's this guy, uh, Trek on the Tube. He's like, uh, he was born in New Zealand and then he lived in France and now he lives in Montreal. He's kind of, kind of dirty. Uh, <laughs> but he, but he, <laughs> but he loves Star Trek Voyager. It's his, it's his uh, show that he grew up with, uh, similar to you. Um, and, uh, and so he might be a fun, fun person. And he's a pretty cool guy, Trek on the Tube. So check him out. Nice. Well, yeah, no, thank you, Sahel, for coming on. Um, really appreciate it and the plugs for you and would recommend looking out for it. I know that there's things that you've done in the past that aren't available that I've listened to, which are a lot of fun. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, thank you for tuning in to us. We really appreciate all of you who listen to us talk about Voyager and dicks i guess um i'd love it if you voted in the podcast awards at podcastawards.com maybe might have closed by the time you actually listen to this episode but if we win something yeah that'll be hilarious uh subscribe to us give us all the stars leave us a review we've got none to read out today but um you know we do like reading out your reviews suzanne where quickly where can we find you online you can find me either at kjmway8 or at stain sass and liam where can we find you um ls74656 on twitter just remember to follow us on twitter at the jane underscore way and in our facebook listeners group the nexus until next time remember to keep doing things not the right way not the wrong way but the jane way Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, The Fluffernutter, an expeditionary force podcast. One of the best parts of the book is when Joe introduces Skippy once they hit orbit. (laughs) (laughs) He changes his skin to, was it, Bud Light? And it says absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That, that That was hysterical. That was absolutely hysterical. And why And why did he choose Bud Light? Oh, Joe asked this question. It's just like, how does he know so much about Earth culture?
Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. I think we all thought Ransom was going to go into that fight scene thinking that it was game over before it even started and he was going to lose. But I think the moment he rips his uniform off, (laughs) which is hard anyway to rip a shirt, but to rip an actual like jacket like that, Mm. pretty impressive. And then he had like about, I don't know, I think it's like 62 abs. He just looked ripped and then he was just like, you know, a little bit of this, yeah, a little bit of that. I was just going to say, it was the way that he also narrated it. It was just perfect. It was great. Ransom definitely went to the school of Kirk Fu. Ransom Fu, maybe we should be calling it. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.